In London, technology is the Silicon Roundabout. Introducing a new talk show dedicated to the people of the London technology startup scene. Silicon Real. Each week, interviewing entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, financial technology, accelerators, and incubators in an exciting three-person format. Learn about the people behind the innovation. Locally filmed, locally sourced. Silicon Real. It's about the people. Okay, let's do this. This is Silicon Real, the weekly talk show dedicated to the people of the London technology startup scene. I am Brian Rose. I also host London Real, which is a similar show. We've had fellow people from San Francisco on, like uh, Tim Ferriss from the 4-Hour Workweek. We had uh, Kelly Starrett, who's a CrossFit guy there, uh, has the mobility wad. And uh, I'm sure more uh, people that have come from Northern California. We've also had uh, famous drug dealer Howard Marks. We've had Max Kaiser from Russia Today screaming about Bitcoin. It's a crazy show, but that's London Real. Today, we're here to talk about tech. My co-host is entrepreneur Colin Pyle, who runs uh, online language school Lingos. You've got uh, the coffee company Crew Cafe. Yep. Is your Kickstarter finished? No. <laughs> no. You're like 98.4%. I know. That last little bit is okay. It's quite difficult. So we just sponsored a really cool event at the end of January, um, Women in business it's a really cool event so we okay. they're sending some information out so hopefully it will push so over how there. much are we talking how, how much like, money 800 pounds 800 pounds 700. okay and how much time do we have left uh 27th it, it ends so yeah okay feel free to text me over christmas if it's getting close yeah you know yeah. just be like rally the troops well, you be, you, there's a point of no return Okay. So it, it, it has will to happen. Be. Yeah. You'll make it happen. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Best of luck with that. Um, our guest today is Ms. Lauren Sherman, who is the head of community for TaskRabbit, which is an online marketplace that allows users to outsource small jobs and tasks to others in their neighborhood. Oh, you nailed it. Pretty good, yeah, huh? Yeah, really good. She is in London, uh, as we are right now. Uh, <laughs> you, you've moved here recently. I want to get to that. But uh, yeah. just a little bit about TaskRabbit. You were founded in 2008 mm -hmm. by a, a female entrepreneur. Her name is Leah Buskey. Yes. Another woman with a dog. There's pictures of you with the dog. Yeah. She's got the dog. She's got the dog. I got the dog. We've, we all have the dog. The is dog that... is a huge part of our, our culture. So, Hold on. Um, this is the, just one dog we're talking no, actually, about? No, there's or been two all... dogs. Two okay. dogs. Yeah. Do you discriminate with people that don't own dogs when you hire? You know what? Dog I, I'd like, no. The okay. answer is no. Okay, because just... our, probably our HR um, woman, Emily, is watching. We don't discriminate. <laughs> okay. But do I have a personal preference okay. uh, for people with I just saw, I saw an interview with Leah, and she had her dog. And then I mm. saw Lauren with her dog. So I just wanted to check on that. But Yeah. No, uh, actually, I could talk. There, It's really important to know that we actually got a brand new golden retriever puppy. Like, a week ago in the office so i'll show you guys some pictures an okay. office dog office dog yeah but the, the office is just like crawling with dogs all right so, yeah. i want to get back to the dogs definitely yeah. but uh i just want to get through your funding you've yeah. raised i believe about 38 million dollars yep. you are in 19 cities mm -hmm. in the in the u.s uh you have 20,000 task rabbits um, Lauren, welcome to Silicon Real. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. You know, and you're uh, you're our guinea pig for the ultra live episode. You're 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 cool as a cucumber. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. Really you know, excited. I want to know how is London treating you? You know, you're you're over here. You're about to move here permanently. Yeah. You know, TaskRabbit is in 19 cities. You guys obviously know what you're doing in the U.S. Yep. Why come to London? 
Yeah. So you know what? That's it's a we've been wanting to come for a long time. Um, is really the long and short of it. Um, we actually ask our users um, where where do you want us to come next, right? So the way we determine where we're going to launch next is we have people actually like plug in, like come to my city. And we we do a pulse via Twitter. We have something on our on our site that says if you want TaskRabbit to come, you know, let us know where you live. And just the demand for London was so overwhelming that we actually got more demand for London than we did with some of the cities that we've already launched in the U.S. So it really was like the user, the anticipated user base here. And then also, you know, just um, the rise of peer-to-peer startups in London was was so big that we we knew that it needed to be our next city. Was there any other international city that was close? Um, yeah. You know, there, I, we're really excited that London is our first international city and we're looking forward to launching in, in more, but London was definitely the front runner. Okay. And was it important for you guys to go international just to kind of get to get that, you know, out of the way and, and to move on? Or was just, is this just another city in your mind? No, not at all. Not okay. at all. Oh, yeah. So global expansion yeah. is kind of, this is the first step. I mean, like, uh, so obviously like our London expansion holds a place in my heart, you know, cause I was, I'm one of a two person team that launched our city here, launched London. And so London is super important to me, but it's also really important to our team back in San Francisco. Um, and Leah, our founder, especially, um, you know, she, when she first, I remember when she first came out to London to do like sort of get a pulse on things she came back and was like, oh my God. She's like, this is a task rabbit city. Like we've got to go. Um, she's like, I, I am just so excited. But like her enthusiasm was fed by the enthusiasm of the people that she met here, you know? And so, um, we, when she got excited, she like rallied the team. We all got really excited. And, and that was about a year and a half ago that we really started, you know, thinking about it and getting ramped up and, um, you know, most of the team in San Francisco is dedicated to making London successful at this point. When did you get here? Yeah. So, um, it, it's funny cause I like, people are like, Oh, when did you get here? And when I say September, they're, they're really, uh, end of September, they're really surprised because at this point, like, you know, we already have our inaugural task rabbit group we're launched, but you know, mentally I've been in London for, for about a year. You know, we, um, did a survey to people in London prior to coming. We've done a lot of research, a lot of like, um, you know, demographic testing, that sort of thing. So myself and my counterpart, Shishi, who, um, does all of our customer service and, and uses development have been working on this launch but back from San Francisco for quite some time so long long answer short I got here at the end of September um, and then spent between the end of September and the end of November ramping up to launch okay I'm always curious what people think when they first get to London I mean I've been here 12 years yeah you've been here two two and a half two and a half yeah, yeah. but like when you move when you fly from San Francisco to here and, and you walk around for the first week I mean you say it's a task rabbit kind of town yeah what, what what do you see like when you land like what do you see as opportunities and what do you see as, as things you're gonna have to be, be challenging you you know when it comes from business yeah yeah so from a business standpoint um, the one thing I noticed, like when I first landed here, you know, I moved into a flat and, um, you know, it was furnished, but there weren't towels and there weren't sheets and there weren't like any of the stuff that you like need to live. Right. And, um, I'm very much accustomed to, you know, I'm, I'm our key demo. So like when, whenever I'm in any of our U S cities, like I very much like buy into and believe in the, um, the concept of if you don't have enough time to do it, outsource it to someone else who does. And I was getting ready to launch a startup for in our first international city and had very little time. So I, you know, was running around trying to get all these things done and navigating the tube for 
the first time and was like, I now understand what Leah was saying by like, this is a task rabbit city where London is a very like do it yourself culture, right? Like I might not have all the time to do it myself, but I'm going to get it done anyways. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just get it done and take it all on myself. And that's when I really resonated with me when I was like, I don't have anyone to help me with these things. Um, and I am, you know, working 60 hour weeks and I'm, you know, getting ready to launch the startup that I realized that there was really a need for it here. I never thought of London as a do it yourself type city, but it is kind of like get on with it. And how come I can't yeah. have this food delivered? We'll pick it up. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird. That extra layer of service isn't implied. Always there. Yeah, like well, it is in the States. I, I think, yeah, in the States and Canada too, I often find service in general is just at a much higher level. And probably because tipping is quite part of the culture. So yeah. 15 to 20% tip is kind of what people's people normally get in here and, and in and other cities in Europe often uh, tipping is not not normal so I find the service really gets hit hard so yeah, yeah you see that in restaurants normal. you see that at yeah. pubs where there's no kind of waitress or waiter yeah. culture so you will wait into it in a line for yeah. 50 people to get a drink at a pub and you're yeah. like how, how can this inefficiency in the market exist yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. I think it's just a matter of you know peer-to-peer -peer startups um, really became popular like five or six years ago in, in the U.S. You know, with the rise of you know, Zipcar, Airbnb, those types of startups. Mm. And so that's when you started really like what, what we, you know, think of as like relying on your neighbors and saying like, well, I don't want to stay in a hotel when I travel to Brazil, as you say, you know, as, as you are probably doing quite frequently. I, you know, I'd rather stay with a local, you know, I want to meet someone in my neighborhood. And for us, it's like all about meeting someone safe and reliable that lives in your neighborhood that can help you with these things. So wh whereas TaskRabbit is, you know, a, it's a service. It's also about getting to meet your neighbors. So let's amazing. break down TaskRabbit. Yeah. We always ask people that, that sit here, you know, yeah. well, as far as TaskRabbit, you know, what have you done and what are you guys going to do? And and why do you think you'll you'll win in this space? It's a, it's a very kind of a, a unique business model, but it's quite a niche business model. I mean, mm -hmm. neighborhood is a big thing in your in your vocab, isn't right. it? Right. Yeah. Uh, it's all about being neighborly to us. But for um, people that don't know anything about it, what do you guys do? Yeah. So uh, you know, you you did it. You kind of hit the nail on the head. But TaskRabbit is an online and mobile marketplace where you can outsource your tasks to vetted, verified people who live in your neighborhood. So that's on the client side of things, right? And so our clients are typically um, twenty five to forty five-year-old women um, who typically have kids in the house or have really busy careers, right? So they're doing it all themselves. And, you know, our, our motto is, um, you know, every superhero needs a sidekick, right? So um, we're trying to develop a, a way in which, you know, you feel comfortable once again, you know, relying on your neighbors for things. If you think about the times where, like, I remember when I was a kid, you know, my mom was out of eggs. Like, she would call our neighbor and, like, send me over to their house and I would go pick some up rather than running to the grocery store. Like that, you know, you know, you can probably pointed a few things why that isn't the case anymore. I think like the internet is definitely one of them, right? So we're so used to not having these in-person interactions. Um, but we're trying to create a, a world in which like we can create online interactions and bring them offline. And it's just really a beautiful thing when it happens, right? Um, but then on the other side of things, um, you know, I work most closely with our taskers here in London um, and also in the U.S. and um, the really cool thing about that is like it's a group of entrepreneurial people who um, you know have decided like nine to five is not really for them. You know they would rather choose when they work, who they want to work with, and the do choose the jobs that they do. And it creates these really beautiful offline interactions where you know you're getting to meet people that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to interact with. Um, what are some typical transactions on TaskRabbit? Yeah, um, you mean task-wise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so people get an idea, like what would they? What would someone totally. do? Totally. Yeah. So. Um, 
our three main categories, right, are um, handyman, house cleaners, and then just general PA work. Um, but these aren't like your typical house cleaners or handymen, right? So some of the like my favorite stories are, you know, um, Chris Ma, who is an ex-VP of marketing um, at Macy's in the States, right? He, when the recession hit, he lost his job um, and was looking for something to do on the side. And he just started doing, doing TaskRabbit um, just to make a little bit of money, get money rolling in. And he never self-identified as a handyman. Like he knew he was generally handy, but you know, didn't ever say like, oh, I could go be a professional handyman. He was getting hired on the site by you know, women who were either like too busy to you know, f hang photos in their flats or to like um, build things around the house. IKEA furniture is really huge assembly. Um, yeah, because <laughs> we all hate it. Yeah, okay. um, and so then he started doing it and realizing like, wow, I'm making really me meaningful income doing this and I'm getting to re meet really awesome people and then made the decision that he was going to be a full-time task rabbit. Um, and we, you know, see this over and over and over again, where, you know, you have this entrepreneurial spirit that you didn't know was there before. Um, and that task Robert really gives you the ability to, to tap into that. So you breed entrepreneurs. Yeah. And do, do the task rabbits get paid through task rabbit or yeah. do they just receive cash or get paid no. outside of task Yeah. Rabbit? So the way that's another benefit of task rabbit, um, compared to a lot of other services that mm -hmm. are out there is that, um, let's say you and I work together. Um, the money, uh, is securely transferred from the client's account to the taskers account. And then we take 20% of every transaction. So is it like an Airbnb type thing where you pay ahead of time or do you pay after? You don't pay until the task is completed. Okay. Yeah. So to give you an idea of like kind of what the product experience looks like um, is that you would go to our site. We give you an option of three categories and it's handyman, house cleaning. And then right now we're doing Christmas help because that was one thing that we found um, during our initial research was that Londoners are definitely strapped for time, especially around Christmas because Christmas is such a big deal around here. Is it? Yeah. More than the States? Oh my God. Oh my really? God. Yeah. I mean, Christmas big deal in Toronto. So I've never done Christmas in Toronto, okay. but you know, I will say that like the Christmas spirit for me started here around like the first week of November. It's like the trees were going up, lights were getting lit. Mm, and you know, one thing I've noticed that was way different is when I leave work in the last like three weeks, when I've left work at like six thirty, seven o'clock, um, every bar is like overflowing with people and they're all in, in you know, their Christmas outfits cause they're <laughs> having Christmas company, Christmas parties. But then like there's people outside with clip, clip, Board, so you can tell that like it's a company or event or like a holiday event. I don't see that as much as in the States where it's just like the streets are overflowing with like Christmas spirit. Um, and so we're doing like wrapping gifts, um, Christmas shopping, um, help me with my Christmas events is a huge one. Um, you know, we just had taskers at the Twilio Christmas party, which was last weekend that the, the three beards co-sponsored. Um, and they were checking people in at the door. So, um, you know, there's, there's really no end when Christmas time comes around where, when you could actually like use some extra help. Now that will probably become something more along the lines of like PA, a PA category, like general PA work once the holidays are over. But those are the three categories that we launched. Okay. With. And where are you guys headed in the future? Do you want to be in, in, in all these cities in the UK? Is expansion a key thing? Are you thinking of the continent already or not? Uh, you know, we are, we definitely have expansion top of mind. I can't, you know, name what our next city might be. Um, I, I'm really excited for further international expansion. Um, is, is language an issue? You know, 
I wouldn't say it's an issue. Um, I was personally a little bit nervous about coming to London because mm-hmm. being a hyper local company is super important to us. Like we're not the type of company that you know launches in a new city, even if it's an, a, a, like a, a city in the states where we just like are saying like, oh, okay, we're you know we're going to San Diego, we're going to launch it and leave it. Like we want to become a part of life in San, in San Diego. Like we mm-hmm. want to totally grain ourselves, and so doing that equivalent in London is obviously a little bit difficult because of the localization. And so um, it's really important to us that we uh, like are hammering that, like that, that you can't, that we have local people representing um, our business here. And, and that when you read it, you know, it feels local and that, you know, our taskers are local. They're all from London. You know, you're working with someone else from London. So we need to be a local company, but you know, luckily um, there's no shortage of copywriters and really amazing people that are happy to like help you get more custom yeah and translators so yeah you know i think that um translation is a little bit of uh, of an issue like Mm -hmm. if we were to go to paris like obviously you know it's going to be a little bit more difficult than translating into uk you know english but um i'm i I don't think it's going to be a huge problem okay so scale intelligently it sounds like what you want to do you know i was checking out your wikipedia page first of all they have a wikipedia page Where's the, where's the London Real Wikipedia page? Will, will somebody yeah. hook me up? They have a Wikipedia page. How do you page? get a Wikipedia page? Yeah, so look, Wikipedia is actually like an interesting... I don't have a Wikipedia Yeah, it's... You should have one and I should. I would recommend... <laughs> yeah, you guys definitely need one. I can help out. I, I helped okay. with our with Task our Wikipedia page. But okay. it, you, it's got to be completely from a third-party perspective. Right. So mm. you have to maybe... You have to get someone from an outsider's perspective and everything has to be based off sources. So you'll notice that we have like paragraphs of, of citations below it. Um mm. But I can definitely help That's you my get first task rabbit. I'm going to spend yes. my money here. Yes, I have on to a, tell you. You know what? Yeah, so I gave Wikipedia. these guys. So can you explain this card? Yes, that you just absolutely. Gave us? So I, I gave these guys uh, 25 pound gift cards to, to try out TaskRabbit. And I have 25 pound credits for everyone out there as well. If you go to taskrabbit.co.uk um, and use the promo code REAL25. Um, you get 25 pounds off. That's hot. So, yeah, it's awesome. And 25 is like Christmas. But I have to tell Real you, 25? I have a perfect yeah. tasker for you to do your Wikipedia page. Okay. So, Bonnie, I don't go. know if you guys, do you guys read The Colonel? two for one deal? The Colonel. The no. Colonel. It's a, it's a, um, that's uh, Milo, yeah? Yeah, Milo yeah, yeah, writes yeah, a tech yeah. blog okay. here, and, and they yeah. did a great piece on TaskRabbit. Um, where they had Bonnie come in, basically they they trashed her office, um, called, created a, an account on TaskRabbit, posted a task for someone to come and clean it up just so they could experience the service. And Bonnie is ex is one of our best taskers, and she's ex BBC for the past three years, and she's a great writer, really intelligent. So I'm going to get her on your Wikipedia page. Love it. All right, love it. She, you're, you're buttering me up here, you know. No, and those are the hard questions. No, seriously, those are those, and but I, that's just like I'm speaking t- kind of to the character of the community. It's like mm. we have really intelligent people on our site. With it sounds like like highly specialized knowledge bases. Right, but they're highly specialized knowledge bases, but they're also generalists. So what's really cool about them is like they're entrepreneurs, right? And so they've got what we call the entrepreneurial hustle, right? Where, yeah, she'll help you build your Wikipedia page, but cleaning is not above her either. She's happy to do it. How do you find these people? Yeah, that's a really interesting. That's my favorite question, Colin, because that's that's really how I've spent my the last two months of my time. So it's like a planted question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, on, it's written on the back of my card. Oh, <laughs> It's a good question. Yeah. How, how do you find these? You call them taskers. We call them taskers. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we played around with like a variety of, of user acquisition techniques when we first came here. Um, and what we found really works well is Facebook ads. And so I just did like highly targeted Facebook ads. Um, 
Uh, and we left them running for, I don't know, like a month. We got 7,000 applications. Here in London? Here in London. 7,000? 7,000. Just from Facebook ads? Yeah, just from Facebook ads. And, you know, what we did is we put up a survey where we said, like, you know, we were just trying to get a, a feel for, like, what it is that you're interested in doing. How many hours a week you want to do it? What, like, tools and resources do you, do you have? Meaning, like, do you have a toolkit? Do you have your own cleaning supplies? Do you have a car? Do you have a scooter? Like, how do you get around the city? Um, so that was, like, our first vetting criteria. The most important question, though, is, like, why are you excited about being, like, an inaugural member of the task traffic community here in London? And that is where we really vet people based on their enthusiasm because it's really important to us that they're enthusiastic about the site. So you turn people down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do. They um, require a video interview and all sorts of stuff, Yeah. Right? So mm. actually, so the, the vetting process in the U.K. is a little bit different. We designed it because um, it was really important for us to get the cream of the crop here in London when we launched. We wanted only the best of the best. So from those 7,000, we looked at it and we were like, all right, so um, we're going to probably invite 200 of these people to an in-person two-hour orientation session at our office so that I lead. Um, So of those 200 people that we invited, we have about 70 people show up. And then from that 70, 50 people made it to our inaugural group that we launched with. Um, So they go through a two-hour orientation session. They go through test tasks. We had a beta group of people putting them through the ringer um, where we just, like, made sure that they, you know, can communicate well with our clients and that they were, you know, the best people for the job. Wow. All right. The last part of the question I first asked, and that's why I looked at your Wikipedia page, is it has some of your competitors. So why will you win in this space? What makes you different from the list of, like, eight other companies, which, you know, I'm sure have slightly different business models, but why? Yeah, you know... um, I'm biased because I am, you know, I work so closely with our community, but you know, there's a few reasons why we're going to win. One is that we've been doing this the longest. So we've been at this since 2008. We've had a lot of wins, but we've also had a lot of failures as well. Right. And we the first people in this space. Yes, we were, we were the first. Um, and you know, I will say that, you know, I'm a huge believer that you learn a lot from the times that you fail. Cause we like get up, we, we dust our knees off and we go back and try something new. Right. Um, and then our community, like our, we have the most amazing people running these tasks, right? And they're the type of people where like, if you're, you know, if you're, if you have a house cleaner and they show up at your task, like, do you, do you want to sit there and have a conversation with that, that person? My thought is like, likely no, like that's different with TaskRabbit. Like these are interesting, awesome people that like you feel comfortable having in your house and that you want to spend more time with. And the, that way the service becomes addicting where you just want to use it over and over and over again. So because we put so much time and effort into picking who we want to be part of our, our organization, it really reflects well when the clients use the service. Okay, fair enough. Well, this is Silicon Reel, so it's time to get real. So, Lauren, we're going to hit with a couple yeah. hard questions. Right. I'm going to go first. Okay. Um, you guys charge 20% of the total task. Yeah. Some would say that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, what do you guys say? Why do you charge that, and why is that necessary? You know, uh, because you got to keep the lights on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Like, it, it's true, though. Like, um, we've we, that has not always been the case. We've played around with different service fees. Um, and that's just what we've decided on is 20% is really the sweet spot. Our, um, we don't take it from the tasker. We charge it to the client. So the tasker says what they want for the job that they're going to do. So they say, I want 20 pounds an hour. And then we just add the 20% on top of that. And what we found is that clients are happy to pay for it. And the taskers don't think it's too much. I haven't heard that it, that it's too much to it in London thus far. And you found that, that that doesn't deter people or at least not significantly that, that not, kind of price point. Not significantly. No. And the thing is, is that, um, does the customer see that markup so that you see the tasker fee charge and then your 20% or is it just all one? It's showed to them as one. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
I will say that uh, I haven't heard that it's too much. Um, there again, there there's to me, it's worth the the price of having someone who's verified, vetted, and you know has been put through the ringer from, and that's the, you know the reason why we charge it. So either, these are the very best people, and like I said, like. Our, you know, our main demographic is is moms and busy women, and you know, one thing that we always think about when we're interviewing testers is like, is this someone that you would want at home alone with your wife? Is this someone that you'd want home alone with your, you know, your sister and her kid? You know, we want to make sure that we have the safest, best people possible, and we think that the service fee reflects that. I like that. You shouldn't be embarrassed about charging, uh, uh, making a profit, or charging no. a certain fee. It's very American sure. to come in as and say this is our you business model. Provide yeah. the service to back it up. Totally. Right. And, right. and yeah. I think that we very much do. So with the 20%, so the, I guess one of the biggest issues with um, business models like yours where you sort of get in the middle of the transaction yeah. is circumventing. Mm -hmm. So how do you sort of, first of all, do you find it as a problem that if I hire Brian to do a task mm -hmm. for me and I like him, then I just contact him directly next time for, yeah. the, for a different task? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Um, that's what we uh, we at headquarters call taking tasks off site. Okay. Um, and so what we do is we're able to offer our our taskers a lot of security, and one of which is that you are going to be securely paid within five business days of the transaction. So let's say you and I work together. You say like Lauren, next time let's you know take this off site. So and we agree on twenty pounds an hour, and then I say okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, and then you know you're like oh no, we agreed on fifteen. The tasker knows that the guarantee and the security that we can provide them is no longer there if they take the task off site. Right. And the same thing goes for the client, right? Like we advocate on both on both sides. So if something happens on the ta on the task, like we're the middleman, like we're responsible. So we make sure we have an escalation escalations team in San Francisco who are incredible. And you know, when you have people on both sides of your product, things do happen. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're, we're that, we want to play that middleman role for a reason. And like we're, we've created the platform so we can solve these issues when they do come up. So like, yeah, sure, I'm sure it's only human nature to be like, let's circumvent the 20% service fee, but the taskers don't do it because their security blanket is gone and their guarantee that they're gonna you know, get, get paid is gone. And if they get caught doing it, they're kicked off site immediately. So then that way, any other further income that they could have made on the site is gone. Is there a minimum amount that taskers need to do to, in order to stay sort of active on your, on your account? Yes, we ask them, um, we, you know, one of our guidelines is just general availability. So we ask them to be available for at least five tasks a week. Okay. But the cool thing about our taskers... So if they start taking stuff offline, all of a sudden that's going to be tough know. to do I that mean, five. At right. this point, like like I said, we've been doing this since 2008. So like we have like um, what we call a spidey sense where we kind of just, you, you see, sure. um, you know... You, you guys have a ton of data. We too, have a ton most. of data yeah. behind this. We, yeah. you know, it's, it's very easy for, for us to tell. And most importantly, like right now in London, we're so small, there's only 50 tasks. So I talk to most people every single day, whether it's on email or, you know, via SMS or on chat. And so if I don't talk to someone for two days, they're going to hear from me or they're going to mm -hmm. hear from Shishi, my colleague. And so we, we have a really tight read on it. You know, we're at 20,000 task rabbits in the U.S. at, at right. that point. So that's when we do rely like on the data and, yeah. and everything that we've learned. What's your read on, on VAs, virtual assistants? Both Colin and I have had some experience yeah. uh, with people, you know, that do VAs. There's people in the Philippines, for example, that speak very good English mm -hmm. and they might be able to do some tasks, like you said, like a Wikipedia page things where you're not actually on site. Mm -hmm. Do you compete with those people or not? Yeah, like Mechanical Turk, those sort of things. Um, 
No, I wouldn't say so. Uh, TaskRabbit is very, like, it's a very personal thing. So when, um, first off, virtual assistants is not one of the categories that we launched with originally um, in London. So right now we're not doing virtual tasks, but we will be very soon. In the U.S., we don't compete with them because, um, you know, you're able to say, like, if you were one of our our TaskRabbits, you were able to say, like, okay, well, I'm I'm getting to work with this person who has 20 years of experience. I get to see their resume. I get to watch a video about them. I get to look at... um, samples of their previous work like that you might be able to get a little bit of that but it's not really coming with the guarantee that we're able to provide so you guys really vet really yeah. vet i mean our task or our task rabbit profiles in the u.s are so robust at this point i mean there's a video of them there's samples of their work there's you know um, a section that acts as like a, essentially a cover letter so you get to really pick who you want to work with so like for example um, personal assistant work. Like I had had an experience where I needed some flights changed in the U S and the way it works is, you know, you say, I need someone to help me like get this flight changed. And it would be great if you could get it done for free. If anyone knows any like workarounds Mm -hmm. with the airlines and like within five minutes, I had a guy that was like, I'm a 20 year airline veteran. I could, I know exactly what to say to them to get this done. Like where else could, would that exist? Right. So they're able to like put in a bid on the offer and then sell themselves while they do it. Fair enough. Now, yeah. you, you have venture capital money behind you. Yeah. We've had a bunch of VCs on here, and mm-hmm. one of the qualities they always look for in a startup is scalability. Mm-hmm. And but, but for you guys, scaling is is not as simple. You have to get people like you on the ground. You have to vet these rabbits. And so to take like a mobile app and scale it globally is one thing, but it's tougher for you guys to scale. So how, yeah. are you, how do you remain attractive to, to VCs and investors that way? Well, we're, I'd like to think that we are quite scalable. Like we figured out like a, a, a formula that really works. I mean, in the last, we were alive in 19 cities at this point and just adjusted London and we've done like five cities in the past two months. So at this point we were able to do it really quickly. Um, it's HR heavy though, quite a bit. No, not really. Yeah. So we actually don't, we, every, in the U S everything is done through headquarters. So what we do is, um, we, we don't have community managers on the ground. Um, we like our, our operations team will take a quick flight out, meet our inaugural, um, task rabbit group there. But at that point is when we really turn it to the community and say like, listen, this is your thing to run. Right. So like you want to run tasks on this platform, like we need your help. You know, it kind of, it takes, it takes a village. So they say, so we provide them marketing materials, we provide them support, we provide them with training materials, but then we have what we call our TaskRabbit Elite in the U.S., where we kind of turn it over to them and say, like, help us build this thing. And they take a lot of the onus on themselves. Um, and it's really great because we have a 20,000-person workforce, right, that that is part of our platform that can help us grow this business. And really, we're doing the same thing in London, where you know there has not been a day gone by um, that I haven't used a tasker in London to help me build the business somehow. Like, for example, we just set up a partnership with Yelp, where we have, they're throwing this awesome, uh, and I don't want to kill their, take their, steal their thunder, but they're throwing this awesome event where they're rewarding businesses for just being great in London. Um, and there's about uh, 400 businesses that they're sending invitations out to. Um, and they were planning on just doing it themselves and reached out to us and they're like, do you guys have any taskers that might be able to help us do this? And so tomorrow we have four taskers going out delivering 400 invitation boxes to different businesses in London, you know? So like they, the taskers kind of become your marketing workforce. Like we can use them for, you know, however they, they want more tasks. So they see it as like the more that they can get out there wearing their TaskRabbit shirt, wearing their TaskRabbit jacket with cards in their hand, like they know that means more tasks for them. Hmm. Well spoken. 
she passed that with flying colors, right? <laughs> She's yeah. like, I respected her to say, I'm head of community. Ask, you know, tick, tick, ask tick, Leah. Tick. But boom, boom, boom. All right, you passed. Thank you. Know, you. That, that was very good stuff. Did you I know, get an A or did I pass? It's, yeah. It's, no, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Passing is average. No, yeah, no, that's, no, that's the American. Just, that's the American. Yeah, American. It has to be an A. Yeah. I, can't, I can't just get a B or B plus. I'd say that's, that's like A minus. <laughs> you, know, you know, you mentioned your elite, your, um, yeah. your, your TaskRabbit elites, and you guys um, use gamification in, in your business model. Maybe you don't like that word. I don't know. No, gamification but is totally, It's yeah. all about like you have to do a certain number of tasks, right? And you get the t-shirt and then like there's a certain number of people that vie for like the tasker or the month and it's this whole like game that people play and it's it's I don't know I thought it was fascinating when I read about it so tell us about it yeah yeah so that's part of just I just want to be pretty clear so that's part of our US product so okay. right now since we just launched in London four weeks ago we everyone is kind of on the same level um, in, in London so I want to speak to a little bit of how it works in London first, um, where you know basically the the taskers um, are really just vying for positive reviews. Like what we've realized is like you get picked to work on a job because of your reviews um, and because of your previous work experience. So here it's working really well, where we just say thumbs up, thumbs down. Would you work with this person again? Write a review about them. In the U.S., it does work a little bit differently. Um, we have our TaskRabbit Elite, where you know if you run a certain amount of tasks. Um, you know, you get brought into this program where you get an elite badge that just shows like, hey, like Lauren is a TaskRabbit elite, meaning like she is the cream of the crop on the site. And it kind of gives our users the insight of like, okay, um, this person is, is someone that has a lot of experience on this site. So we do these things to provide an excellent level of customer service for our clients, but it also makes it a little bit fun for our taskers as well. Now, Yes, there's a little bit of competition to, to it. And like, yes, it is gamified. But I will tell you that like, again, these people are entrepreneurs. So at the end of the day, like what they really care about is making money. They want to make money on the site. That's why they're part of the platform. Um, so if you're like an elite tasker, you can charge more, presumably? You know, that's the trend that we actually do see. So when you right. first join the platform, like you might have like a one hourly rate. And as you become more senior and more of a veteran, you're like, okay, well, and it's the same way in the, in the traditional workforce where you're like, okay, I started out in an entry level salary but I've been around the block quite a bit right. so like I'm going to increase my, my rate and they know that they can do that because they provide a different level of service than other people can um, so yeah the gamification is something that you know is it's really it makes it fun for the task rabbits um, but really it, it's all about at the end of the day um, for the task rabbits making money and then we do these things to make sure that the clients have an awesome experience and, and can really decide like who they want to work with based on a set of criteria is that used much gamification I sure haven't seen it much in the UK yeah, not not as much uh, for sure in the U.S. I'm just trying to think where you Man, do see it. it. Well, you see out. it. So, like, um, I'm not sure if Busu uses it, but some of like the language online language learning sites, right, um, use it. So, uh, you know, once you learn a certain amount, you get to a certain level, and you can compete with friends on how fast you're learning and all that sort of stuff. But uh, slightly different. Yeah. Slightly different. Uh, you know, Lauren, you're in a unique situation because you you basically just landed <clears throat> in London three yeah. months ago. Mm -hmm. So I gotta get your take on this city yeah. and what it feels like as a tech community. Mm -hmm. You know, you've been to the Silicon Drinkabouts. You know, Bryce Keen is, is a big part of this show. We we started going to the Drinkabouts when this started and and uh, it was just different for me because everyone's really friendly they try to include new people but they're not pitching their business model and pulling out you know their prospectus you know yeah. while, while you're talking to them not it's kind of it's yeah. got this laid-back English feel but still quite quite a friendly vibe and what does this city feel like when it comes to a tech community because you've seen East Coast West Coast you know yeah, right? yeah. Do, you live, do you live is your offices in shortage um, yeah so we work out of central working 
Okay. Yeah. So it's like I said, um, at this point we're a two person team. It's myself and then my central working right beside Google campus. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, with so right James Lightfield, you guys, you guys know James, um, probably he's big in the, in the, yeah. yeah so he's, he's been it. really, and that's, 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 that's we're new. smile and nod. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, James. Um, no, yeah, of course. No, yeah. but so J-Dog, that, yeah. no, it's, a, I mentioned James just because like, he's one of the people that have just been, and the whole entire central working group have been so supportive of us. And, you make a good point um, with like with Bryce, for example. Like when I landed in in London, um, when I was moving here, I you know dropped my bags off at my new flat, and the first place I went was Drinkabout. So I had done a little research and knew that like that's where people in the technology scene hang out. I didn't know much about it, um, you know, and I you know knew about the three beards. I'd been following them on Twitter for a little while but didn't really know what to expect. And I actually brought myself and two members of my team who were here as well. We showed up and they were so nice to us. Like, and I don't mean just like they, the three beards, like everyone was so nice to us. They're like, oh, you work at TaskRabbit. Like I've heard about TaskRabbit. Like we've been wanting you guys to come to London forever. Are you, are you launching? Is that why you're here? Oh my God, we're so excited. And just the enthusiasm was almost overwhelming. Um, and I got, you know, I had followed Bryce on Twitter and Bryce was like, oh, you're Lauren from TaskRabbit. You followed me on Twitter. It's really nice to meet you. And I was like, this wow. guy, yeah, right. Like, and so they like took He's got us four thousand Twitter four thousand tw- Twitter followers, and they got each one. exactly. That's what I need He's to do. He's probably got a task rabbit that, working for him. He, d- he definitely, yeah. But like, so I just was so impressed by just like the community here. Um, and that night ended up going out to dinner with Bryce and Joe and just kind of nerded out for a few hours about like startups and what we're Mm. doing in London and what our plans are and how we can work with the beards. And, you know, that was just like such a nice introduction into the London startup community that it kind of just like got better from there. Um, and that's not what San Francisco's like. That's not what Silicon Alley's like. You you know, I, I would just, I think that it's a matter of the amount of enthusiasm that's in London, you know? So right now it's small, it's tight knit. Everyone is kind of working together. They're trying to partner with each other to make sure both businesses are as like as successful as possible. And like you know, you even said it yourself. Like when you go to these events, like no one's like pulling out you know their their resume or pitching you to them or telling you how much investment they ran. And I'm not necessarily saying that's how it is in Silicon Alley or Silicon Valley. I'm just saying that you know because it's it's newer here. There's a lot more enthusiasm and it just feels a little bit more genuine. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. What, what, what's missing here, do you think? Do you think there's anything where, where it, it, there's, a, there's a barrier there to the business getting bigger or London getting bigger? No, not at all. You know, like I think London is in, the London technology scene is exactly where it needs to be. Like I think that, you know, so, like it's right where New York was a couple years ago. Um, you know, Courtney Myers was on the show uh, like a couple yeah. weeks ago and we work really closely with her and she was just kind of talking about the difference between Silicon Alley and, um, and the London startup scene. And she, I feel like I, I take, I take a similar approach as she does. It's very exciting to be here right now because you're getting to be a part of this amazing growth. So I don't think the only thing that I, I really would like to see there be more of is there's a lot of really amazing companies here, like London born and raised companies. And I think that a lot of them deserve more venture capital than what they're raising. And, um, I, it's, I think it's kind of a shame that a lot of companies that are, are from London originally feel that they have to go to San Francisco or have to go to the Silicon Valley to, to raise capital. Um, I wish there was more of those opportunities for, for companies here, but, um, that's something I can't really speak to. It's just something that I've, that I've observed. Fair enough. Yeah. Colin, what am I missing? Well, on the fundraising, where did yeah. you guys, who's backing you with VCs? Yeah, so first round capital, 
Founders Fund, um, we are, Founders Fund did our, our Series C. Yep. Um, who, uh, so those are our, our two big ones. At this point, we're at a Series C, so we've had a lot of people contributing to our to our uh, to our um, different rounds of investment. But those okay. are those are the big guys. And, yeah. and okay. is it true that Tim Ferriss was like an original contributor or advisor? Yeah. I mean, you guys started as a as a Facebook incubator, incubator. in yeah. like 08, right? Yeah. FB Fund. FB is that what it's Fund. Called? Yeah. They've been incubating. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, so it's really interesting. So Leah, Leah yeah. Buskey, who is our founder. And she's from San Francisco? She's actually from Boston. Uh, so she that. was an engineer at IBM. Um, and her and her husband, um, Kevin Buskey, they actually, um, little known fact, they started the company together. Like a, lo- a lot of people, um, Kevin is a little camera shy. Hi, Kevin. I think he's probably watching. But um, <laughs> Behind the camera yeah, again. Like, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like saying, damn it, Sherman, calling me camera shy in front of all these people. But, oh, no. Um, <laughs> Hashtag no, camera shy. Yeah, <laughs> but no, they're, they're so great. And Kevin and Leah started TaskRabbit out of the second bedroom in their house in Boston. Like Leah was working at IBM and, um, you know, she uh, met with Scott Griffith, who at the time was the CEO of Zipcar. He had said to her, you know, just see how far every day, see how far you can take this. Just see how far you can take it. And she took that advice. She quit her job. She built the first version of TaskRabbit herself. Um, and then um, she was going back and forth um, to San Francisco, meeting with, with different people. And uh, she had told me once that you know she had an opportunity to meet with Tim, um, but they were really strapped for cash at the time. Really strapped. This like, is like 08, 09? Yeah, or? like this was early, early You guys raised 08. cash in some tough years. We did, yeah. yeah. Um, and so she uh, she was, and I, and I think it was a hard decision for her because she was like, this guy could, could definitely be an integral part of the business if I can get out there and talk to them. But I don't, you know, we were we were running out of money at that time. And when I say we, I mean Kevin and Leah, because that's all it was. She like took a huge chance and booked a flight, even though didn't have the money to do it. Met with Tim, and she. One thing I love about her, she's just like, you know, she's she goes for it, and like she's super enthusiastic about the business, and she believes in it. She asked him right then and there, like, will you be, will you advise my company? And he said yes. <laughs> And then from there, you know, it was just like a series of things. Like she, they moved the company out West, mm-hmm. did, um, you know, the FB fund. Um, I, I personally met Leah, you know, I was ex Zipcar for, for four years. I was working out of the Zipcar San Francisco office and, um, Scott Griffith, the CEO of Zipcar was nice enough to give Leah their CMO at the time. And Brian Leonard, who's still our uh, VP of engineering at TaskRabbit, um, a little bit of space in the office. So I met her when I was working at Zipcar, um, and so Zipcar gives her free office space and she steals her employees? Is that uh, no, no, yes. That is that exactly called? what, no, no. Going offline? Is no, that no. So what ha- ended up happening yeah, exactly. was actually like my, you know, Zipcar was the best. Like I did Zipcar straight out of university. So it was like the best experience that it could have been. But I was really interested in um, more of the B2B side. So I went to Lewis PR, which is actually a London-based PR agency, um, and did business development with them for a year. But TaskRabbit, I had met Leah and like I was just really enthusiastic about the idea. And so I, I ended up emailing her and just saying like a year after doing this business, business development role, I was like, I see you how you're hiring marketing people and I, you know, I interviewed and, you know, the rest is, the rest is history, but it was definitely like very serendipitous that like she met Scott, Scott believed in the idea. She was working out of Zipcar and then, then next thing I know, Kobe, her golden retriever is sitting on my feet at an interview in the San Francisco office. (laughs) 
Yeah, I want to ask you a little bit more about crossing the Atlantic. You know, we had yeah. Courtney Boyd Myers in here. She's kind of advising Y Plan, who, who are going to be a guest on our show soon, who have gone from London to New York. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of Yanks go to invade Europe and, and, you know, take it over and fail. And I was just wondering if there's any, like, things you thought about or companies you modeled before you came over here. I mean, knowing Lauren, she probably researched the hell out of it. You know, <laughs> as, as knowing what, what yeah. you need to do and not do, you know, when you when you take your American business model and your American, you know, entrepreneurism and come to, and come to a place like London. London. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I think it's a really important thing, um, to, to down, to downplay it. It sounds terrible, but to kind of to downplay how American your business is, right? Like we are an American company coming to London. That does not mean that we know more than anyone else here and that we're better or different in any other way. Um, I, you know, Bryce Keene, kind of, you know, I remember he sent me an email once because he gave me a really awesome idea for something. I was like stuck on, on something. I couldn't remember what it was, but he sent me this email and I just wrote him an email. It was like, Bryce, thank you so much. You have saved me. This is awesome. And he was like, see, like us British entrepreneurs can teach you Americans a thing or two. And Says I was the like, Australians. and that's what I said. I wrote him back and I was like, would have been a good joke except for you're an Australian. Yeah, yeah. But like, no, but it's just to, to I, I, wanted, it was very important to me as an American coming and representing the company, um, that we, like I said, completely ingrained ourselves in the culture here. That's, it's so, so important. Um, and that's why, you know, I was really a little bit nervous early on with like localization, making sure we're nailing that and making sure that we're like, we are aligned with the people that we're going to be working with because it's really important not to come and like overpower people. Um, and so like when we came, like I just tried to get involved as, as many groups as I could meet as many people as possible. Um, you know, like Drummond from go car share was like a huge person in the peer to peer, um, collaborative consumption, um, space here in London. It was incredibly helpful in like getting us linked into those types of groups. So I would just say that like, um, when you're as an American coming to London, like it's really important to just make sure that you realize that like you're, you're, you're not, you're not playing by, you know, American rules anymore. You got to be respectful of local culture. I think it's really important. And nobody wants to be the ugly American. It, no. it doesn't go over well. Don't no, it doesn't me, look bro. good. It's not a good Don't look for anyone. Pitch me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say, you know, like Courtney has been, we're actually working with audience IO as well because they okay. know Courtney, um, you know, she launched GA here, um, a New York General Assembly, New York based yeah. startup. So when I saw how successful their, their European launch was, it was like, well, I, what, what can you, how, how do you do that? Like, how do you make sure, how can we make sure that we're doing the same things? And I think a huge advantage point that we have is that we actually have like our taskers are all from London, you know, so we are, we are inherently, you know, our community, 50 of us are, are locals. Yeah, if anybody has to get that right, you do. Right. Because your people are interacting with other people. Yeah. You can't ship 50 Yank rabbits over here. No, we would never do that. You know, it's like, that's, you know, that is our business is when we come, we bring on locals and then we learn from them. So I, you know, like I said, I I work with our taskers on different types of tasks, helping to push the business forward every day. So it doesn't matter what the scenario is. It's on the phone. Like yesterday I was working with one of our taskers stuffing gift boxes and I I just ask a million questions because I don't know. I don't know everything. I don't know anything about about this i'm learning every day but um have definitely had a lot of fun doing it all right i've got to ask her the questions this is a question we ask everyone that comes here Uh and i'm gonna hit you with it lauren if you had to make a phone call to the 20 year old lauren sherman and give that young lady a bit of advice um i I don't know what she was doing at that point and and give her a bit of advice about what she would do if she should do with her life what would you tell her i would tell her to trust her instincts 
Um, because I, uh, you know, every time I'm about to make a really big change in my life, I get really nervous, like really like almost like sick. I'm so nervous. Um, like when I was about to move to London, I was terrified when I was about to move to San Francisco, I was terrified and I get so scared. And every time it has worked out for the best, like unanimously. Um, and so I think I would save myself a lot of heartache and a lot of, um, making myself worried sick. If I just trust myself a little bit more, like I know the, I inside of me know the best decisions to make. And I just need to trust my instincts a little bit more. Good advice. On that same note, what's the best advice you've ever received? Um, you know, Leah, I think as far as task driver goes, like Leah has a saying, um, which is every day she wakes up and decides what she can do in the next 24 hours that will push, push the business forward. And I think as an entrepreneur, that's a really, really good advice. And like building this business in London has been the most entrepreneurial experience of my life. And I do try to, to do that every morning, wake up and decide like, what are the like four tactical things I can do today to just push this business forward in the next 24 hours? What were so, your four things today? Yeah. Well, this is a big one. Kill I'm London Real. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Silicon Real. Yeah. There's a lot of, there um, are a lot of people watching right now. So I think doing this is a, is a big one. Hopefully. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe, let's hope maybe so. Maybe just two people. people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so getting the so, word out there. Is yeah, getting the word out there. And like, you know, just, we had some press opportunities today that, that you know, are going to be coming out in the next couple of days. Some really big partnerships that I'm really excited about. Um, and just like, I can't say much because I would be, you know, Disclosing, disclosing and, and that much, t- yeah. a twenty-four hour thing is so you don't get caught up in too many long-term plans yeah. that you can't manifest in a day. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's just like about like living in the moment and saying like, you know, we are a brand new business here. Um, we we are approaching London very much as like we are a brand new business and a brand new market um, because you know the 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 model that we built here is not the same that that is in the U.S. Like the product is completely different, um, and so we're treating it very much that way. Um, and so I think that it's really important to have things that you can wrap your arms around and say, like, these are the four things that I can think of at 9 a.m. and accomplish by 10 p.m. And, and then I'm going to move on to I'm going to move the things I didn't accomplish um, back onto the list in the next day. But I'm going to just have a few really tactical things. It's kind of like Martin's beer guards. Yeah, 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 yeah. I call it the, the today list, yeah. not the to do list. Yeah. yeah. So I've got I like, like a list of 20 things, but I try to get the fresh thing out in the morning. Yeah. Just three things. I think yeah. writing it down is really important, too. You know, yeah. I definitely subscribe Absolutely. to the knowledge of like the, the secret and, and that sort of thing where like if you write it down, it will it will manifest. You know, I, I find I, sometimes during the day I'll just kind of like zone out and just not know what to do next. Yeah. And if I have a list there, I'll just be like, oh, that's next. Yep. And so your downtime, I f- I'm just kicking off next, 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 next. Totally. Next. And it feels so good to scratch yeah. it through. Yeah. You're like, yes. Yeah, that's the best part. Really yeah. yeah, it really does. It's weird that way. Um, last bit of that question is, yeah. is what's your advice to the 20-year-old uh, who's listening to this right now or watching us live on YouTube that, uh, you know, that, that wants to be like Lauren one day, you know, that wants to grow up and be part of a very exciting startup or be part of something new? Mm-hmm. What, what do you tell them? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, if you're 20 years old and you're watching this podcast right now, I'm really, really impressed. Um, be- well, because, you know, be we don't resonate you with st- the younger generation. No, I mean, I didn't, I don't think I caught like the entrepreneurial spirit until, um, until I was at Zipcar, which was like 22, 23, which is when it really caught on for me. Okay. Um, like I wasn't, I was never really that into school. My professors never really lit the fire for me, but when I started actually doing it myself was when I got really excited. So I would say to those people, um, Go out and meet as many people as you can. Talk to as many people as you can um, and just get inspired by the people around you. Um, And if you're starting to feel like you're not inspired, then you are doing something wrong. 
Good advice. Great advice. I like it. Um, yeah. Anything I missed, Colin? I mean, I know we could, we could be talking yeah. for another hour I, de- delving quick, into business one, nuances. One already, quick question. Has that already been 45 minutes? It's been, it's been yeah. a little longer than that. Oh, day. wow. Quick, quick, quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one quick question. What's the average rate people charge, taskers charge in London? Yeah, it's about 12 pounds an hour. And is that competitive with exchange rates to the US or do you find people charge more here? Curiosity. It's it's competitive. It's, yeah, it's pretty much the same. And so in yeah, and so is the like what we call the average daily take home. So if you look okay. at the amount of money a tasker can make in London in a month and the amount that they can make in the US in a month, it's comparable. Okay. Now yeah. we we've got these cars for twenty five pounds. Yes. Yeah. And you're saying anyone that goes on your website can, yeah. can get this. Real twenty five. R E A L twenty five. Twenty five okay. pounds off. What would you recommend that they try? Like what's something that probably people aren't thinking of that they could get on your site with that discount? Yeah, so right now, like when I was over here, I was like emailing with my sisters who are in the US that are like we're talking about Christmas gifts at this point. So I think unanimously everyone is a little bit crazy and stressed with Christmas and Christmas shouldn't be stressful. It's a time to Should be fun, spend right? with your family <laughs> and your friends. So I would say, think of like the gift shopping, gift wrapping, the events that you have coming up. Um, think of your to-do list that you guys are all writing down um, and look and see the things that you can outsource and try to outsource something. Cause the, when you realize that there are people out there that can help you with your to-do list, it's a sort of magical moment where you're like, wow, I don't have to do everything myself. There are people out there that can help me. So I would recommend Christmas, but if not, just like take a look at your to-do list for inspiration. And they can shop for you. They can. They can shop presents. for you. Yeah. And so in- how do they shop you, for you? Do you yeah. just put it up online? Like, so if it's shopping, right? I'm yeah. looking for someone to shop for me, and then someone bids on that. Is that how it works? Yeah. So the way it works is when you go to our website, there are three categories. So it'll say like handyman, house cleaner, or Christmas help. And then when you click Christmas help, it breaks it down for you. So it's okay. like Christmas shopping. You'd start typing and then we like pop up a little bubble. It's like, remember to include these details. It helps the, the tasker get a better idea of what it is that you're looking for. And then you type in your postcode and then you hit submit. So on the tasker side of things, they fill in the things that they want to do, the types of tasks, and then they draw an, a map really of where they want to work in London. Mm. And if where your postcode is corresponds with the category that that person wants to work and in the area that they're willing to work, that would be a match. So then we'd actually surface taskers for you. So then you can take a look at their profile. You can take a look at you know the past experience that they have, their past reviews, and then you pick who you want to work with based on their hourly rate. And you hit some, like you would pick your tasker. So you submit, I want to work with Lauren. Um, and then it's done. And then they get a ping on their mobile device that says, Colin wants to hire you. And then you're launched into a live chat. So then you're just like, hey, tasker, um, can you come by, you know, Monday at 5 p.m.? I have X, Y, and Z to do for you. And they can type back for you. You guys determine a place and a time. And then you're, you're all set to go. You guys, is mobile app important for you? Yeah. So right now, the mobile experience, uh, the tasker experience is completely mobile. We do not have a consumer mobile app, but that's going to be coming early uh, 2014. Okay. We just, our mobile team uh, just had a offsite. They locked themselves in a cabin in Lake Tahoe for a week and banged it out. And now we're ready to go into beta and alpha mode pretty soon here. So it should be, should be coming soon. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. What, what do you miss about the U.S. and what don't you miss about the U.S.? Yeah, you know, so I've, I've gotten this question quite a bit because I'm heading back to the States on Friday. But um, I obviously, you know, miss my family very much. I miss my boyfriend a lot. Um, but one thing I really miss is Phil's coffee. Have you guys ever had Phil's? No. You, you're going it? to San Francisco. You've got to try Phil's. It's the most amazing cup of coffee, coffee. you've ever had. Phil's coffee. So I just started a coffee company, so I'm a coffee connoisseur. Kind of so now. you need Talk to, to yeah. Phil. What's so good about his coffee? Yeah, so it's just like really rich and really just like it's, 
it's delicious and they have this, they make, and I don't know what they do to it, but like you can order it Phil's way and it's like comes with like homemade cream, a little bit of sugar, fresh brewed coffee. Um, and it's just really, really delicious. All right. So you're missing that. I'm missing. Yeah. I'm missing. She hasn't tried your coffee. Yeah. I need to try your coffee. He was, you know, I did get this. He did make me an espresso when I got it. Startups should be helping startups. Yes. Same. I was I just know. saying, you know, when you were talking about your, your, yeah. yeah, we yeah. should help. We should yeah. think about how we can work together. But more importantly, first action is is donating to your Kickstarter. Kickstarter. When I get off. There yeah, there you go. That's true. And my other question, you can't avoid it, Lauren. What yeah. don't you miss about the states? Huh. Um, that's such a hard question. <laughs> yeah, come on, um, you nobody know, wants to see softballs. What, what don't I miss about the states? You know, I just, I find baseball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't miss baseball that much. Um, I, you no, can't stay um, I don't miss like I feel like very much you know at home in, at London in London, and I feel like London is a great place to start a business because you can kind of like be in your own world, and there's not a lot of outside distractions. Like I feel very much like um, I don't miss like kind of the, the rat race mentality. I would say I don't I don't miss that. Okay. Yeah. Good. I think you really identified something that I feel about this community and like everyone, you know, I think it's kind of like, it's, it's our first real go at this, you know, maybe it's five years behind or four years behind the alley or eight years behind the valley. But I feel like everyone's kind of in this together and everyone wants to see somebody succeed big or everyone gets to succeed big. Absolutely. There's not, it doesn't seem to be that many people that have had the success that can look down on you. Everyone's just like, you know, we have degrees of success and we, we hope everyone gets there. Yeah. We want to show the world that, that London's going to compete and excel and and beat people in certain sectors. And yeah. I, I think that like the fact that I've been here for three months and just, and I've already feel like very much connected to it and like want to see everyone that I've been working with and everyone that I've met succeed. It's just like the overall mentality is one of support here. And mm-hmm. that is why, you know, I think that London is in a perfect, the London startup community is in a perfect spot to be super successful. And I think it will be. Um, and I am just so thankful that I get to be part of it. That's why we're here. Yeah. To share these stories. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's so much fun. Um, Lauren, how do people get a hold of you? How do they get to your website? Is it taskrabbit.com? Yeah, no, it's um, taskrabbit.co.uk. Okay, cool. Um, if you're in London, if we have any U.S. Uh, visitors, it would be taskrabbit.com. And then if you have any questions for me, I'm just at Lauren Sherman. You can reach out to me directly on Twitter or lauren at taskrabbit.com. You can send me an email. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, cool. Is that it? Do I, did I miss anything? First live kind of episode. First so live show. Hopefully it went well. I, I, hopefully it's working well. Um, I, if, if this is the first time they're tuning in live, I mean, gee, could it get any better? Yeah, uh, oh, good. you guys are sweet. Thank Lauren's you. Really I had so much it. fun. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Yeah, this no, really our great. pleasure. You know, it's just great to have everybody with a new story. It's really nice to hear America's perspective coming over here. And, and it, yeah, it's great to get your idea. It's kind of what we see in the community, like all these crazy positive things going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So that's why we're doing this show. Um, uh, we've got a brand new website, siliconreal.com. This will be out out uh, in about a week or so on the site in a fully edited version. So if you're watching us live, it's, it is more than a webcam. Yeah. Um, it's a little <laughs> bit more than a webcam. They can see all the cameras. <laughs> right. They can see. Like, I, I, got, I, uh, I think people were like, oh, what's all the lights about? Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, check us out there. If you're listening to us on iTunes, you can come uh, see all of our lovely faces on our YouTube channel, Silicon Reel. We're at Silicon Reel Twitter. Um, looking for people to help us out in the background. Uh, is yep. all sorts of things going on. Come be part of the show. It's so much fun. You get to hang out with super cool dudes yep. like me and Colin, right? Yeah, right, we're, looking, we're looking for help. 
Yeah. Maybe taskers for Silicon Real. Yes. We got lots of tasks. You guys, we will so talk perhaps, offline. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get you so many is taskers. Is it Bonnie that's going to hook me up with a wiki page? Bonnie is going to do your Wikipedia page. And she's Our wiki. No, yeah. Uh, I need a person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Bonnie, we need six Wikipedia yeah, pages. Six, yeah, six. I know. We've got some people who can definitely. Is Bonnie yeah. watching? You think? You know, actually, Bonnie is not watching. I, I talked to Bonnie uh, when I was on my working. way over here, and she's, yeah, yeah she's, she's working. She's out ta- she right. said she's been out tasking all day long, and her Fair phone's enough. about to die. I can just see Lauren just cracking the whip with all the, ta- the task rabbits. But cool. No okay. way, they're so good. Does, they're good. It's not necessary. Looks yeah. like you, you like self-starters. Cool. Um, awesome. As we say on this show, it's about the people. Uh, Lauren, thank you so much, and thank all you. the best with you guys. I hope you kill it over here. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Take care, guys. You know, spend a few years working at a firm that has people that you respect and learn your craft because you know you may be a good hacker you may be a good computer scientist but you know what you never are coming out of university is a good software engineer right that you know that takes craftsmanship and it's an apprenticeship you just gotta you gotta learn by doing and you gotta learn by doing with good people good advice Kirk how do people get a hold of you if people was watching this